This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on CityCast Philly, across the street from the Ikea in South Philly is a giant rusty ship docked in the Delaware River. It's called the SS United States. It was once a luxurious ocean liner crossing the Atlantic Ocean. Think the Titanic, but bigger. But since the late 1990s, it's just been sitting there empty. I'm speaking with a local reporter about plans to give it a new life and some legal issues the ship's owners have to navigate through. It's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Jimena Condi, breaking news and general assignment reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. You recently wrote about the latest plan to save the SS United States. First, I got to ask you, describe just how big the ship is. Okay, Trinae, you did a great job. (laughs) Thank you. I think everyone has seen a photo of the Titanic. Huge, beautiful ship. Now imagine a longer ship and age it with a ton of rust. And that's the SS United States. Um, She is close to 1,000 feet in length or about five city blocks. And that's about 100 feet longer than the Titanic. She's got the classic black or navy bottom with the two giant funnels where exhaust used to come out of back when she was functional. And you can see that the funnels were once red, white, and blue, though, of course, those colors have long faded away. And its highest point is more than 100 feet tall, making it about some 15 stories in height, according to past coverage. Got you. So this is a piece of American history What once was the SS United States? I would say it was three things. It was a passenger liner. It was a top-notch military asset. And it was also used for bragging rights. So in 1952, the SS United States makes its debut. It's it's maiden voyage from New York to England. It makes the trip in record time. Immediately, it's considered this feat of American engineering, and it inspires a lot of pride among among Americans. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, it's, you know, this huge, beautiful ocean liner. It was the most modern vessel of its time. It was American made by this enormous workforce of about 3,000 people. Um, A fun fact is that every state contributed a component of the ship. Oh, wow. That's so neat. Yeah. And uh, to this day, it is the largest passenger ship ever built in the U.S. It's also the fastest vessel of its time, reaching about 44 miles an hour at top speed. At the same time, the ship is important to the country for another major reason, and that's because it doubled as this military ship. So if a war were to break out, it could, transfor- it could transport up to 15,000 troops. And all of this combined makes the SS United States the place to be. Everyone who can afford to wants to experience this vessel, including big names like Marilyn Monroe, Rita Hayworth, Duke Ellington, future presidents, royalty. The ship is so impressive, people start calling it the Queen of the Seas, and it gets this fun little nickname of America's flagship. 
Though, of course, all good things come to an end. Okay, so let's talk about the end. Who actually left this piece of American history in South Philly? So it took a while to get here. First, you know, the 60s roll around and there comes to be a much better way to cross the Atlantic, and that's planes. The SS United States is retired. The Navy takes ownership or control of it for a while, up until 1978. Then the Navy decides that it doesn't need the ship as a backup vessel anymore, and it puts the ship up for sale. And so this is a moment where, like, you see a wave of owners come and go with different plans to rehab the ship, and they all basically kind of fail. And, you know, one owner tried to convert the ship into timeshare condos, but the financing doesn't come through. And in 1984, the owner auctions off the artwork and the furnishings. In the 90s, there's talk about making the ship a cruise ship, and that doesn't come together either. And then finally, um, the ship has to go to Ukraine and Turkey to get hazardous material remediation. Mm. And once that happens, that owner brings the ship to Philly in 1996 because a Cherry Hill financial company suggests to the owner, hey, Philly is probably the most well-equipped city to rehab this ship. Also, you might have a good chance at putting a financial deal together to go ahead and rehab the ship. So that is kind of how it lands in Philly in 1996. Wow, what a history, Jimena. Who owns the ship now? So the stewards of the ship, uh, it's called the SS United States Conservancy. It's a nonprofit based in D.C., and it's led by the ship's designer's granddaughter, Susan Gibbs. And so since the 90s, um, even as the ship was struggling to, you know, find its future, the Conservancy has been advocating to turn the ship into either a hotel or also a museum or a combination of the two, uh, mainly because they think it would be a shame to send this ship to the scrapyard. Again, they believe that the ship has a storied history and, you know, the U.S. shouldn't just let that go and send it to the scrapyard. But this ship saga has even more layers, and we'll talk more about that after the break. This is CityCast Philly. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so they are thinking of ways to preserve this ship. Um, Now, there are also other plans for what this ship could become again. What are those? What are some of the ideas rolling around? So the plan is to turn this rusting 990-foot giant ship into a little bit of everything and make it a destination for both tourists and locals. And in these new plans that, that were released just last month, Uh, The designers included a thousand-key hotel that has rooms at various price points, and there are also design plans to include a 500-seat ballroom that's supposed to have these beautiful 20-foot floor-to-ceiling glass views of the city. 
There's space for cocktail rooms, a speakeasy, a brewery, restaurants. There's also room for a pool with a retractable roof. Uh, there are plans to restore areas such as the bridge and the engine room so that people can like wander in if they're walking around, take a peek, learn something, and then head back to like the speakeasy or the pool, wherever they are. And finally, the designers and conservancy didn't want the boat to sort of be on its own. So there's a whole other portion of the plan dedicated to creating a public green space on the pier the ship is docked at. Jimena, the SS United States is also going through some legal troubles. You wrote that it might get evicted from Pier 82 where it's docked. What's going on there? So the rent is too damn high, basically. (laughs) Penn Warehousing and Distribution is Pier 82's landlord. And the company says the SS United States Conservancy hasn't paid its rent since late 2021. And they have. Yeah. And I will say they haven't paid their rent in full. So they were they're still paying their old rent, but they haven't been paying the rent increase since late 2021. The rent was $850. $850 a day? Yes. And and after August 2021, (laughs) and after August 2021, that rent doubled. Um, And the conservancy says that it just hasn't been able to fundraise the way that it used to. And also that their lease doesn't allow for such a rent increase. So fast forward to March of last year, the landlord is basically says they've had enough. They terminate the birthing agreement with the conservancy, which is basically their lease. You know, they say that they're owed more than $160,000 in back rent at the time, and they want the ship gone and also their back rent. So where we are now is basically there is a bench trial scheduled for January, and that makes the timing of these redevelopment plans, like, pretty good because now the conservancy is making its appeal to multiple cities such as Miami, New York, and of course Philly to step in and become the ship's new home. They even have this like social media campaign where supporters can email, you know, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, um, and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro for for support. I would hate to see this piece of history go. And it sounds like the plans of what it could be sounded pretty cool. Jimena, so separate from the back rent, how much would it actually take for the SS United States to be fixed up again in all of its glory? What's like the price tag? You know, not much. Uh, Trine, I don't know if you have $400 million, but uh, you know that what? Is... I can help out. Not. <laughs> and mind you, that $400 million estimate does not even include the cost of what it would take to incorporate that public green space we were talking about. And it's a significant chunk of change, obviously. And you can see why it's been so hard to get people on board. And that's not even including the cost of just keeping the ship docked, because there needs to be ship insurance. You have the daily dockage fees. You know, there are the daily maintenance costs. And that's totally separate from the actual rehab of $400 million. So, Jimena, when will we know about the potential future of the ship? So we will have a better idea in January or, you know, whenever the bench trial takes place. The judge has the potential to go ahead and say it's okay to evict the ship, in which case they would be in a pretty tight bind. Um, And again, something that the Conservancy makes very clear is that if they are evicted and they have no place to go, 
the ship is likely bound to become scrap. There are a lot of groups here in the city that preserve and work on preserving homes and historical um, structures and buildings in the city. Could something like that work in this particular situation? Could could this ship be saved um, through like a historical registration? Maybe. I mean, it's it's weird. You look at, I, you know, when I was looking at the stories from like 1996, they really are in this holding pattern because it's it's not that people had had a lack of ideas. It's more so they have never been able to put the financing together. You know, it's, and it's also been a mixture of bad timing. So at one point, Norwegian Cruise Line, they even were like, hey, we can make this an operable ship again. And then the 2008 recession happened and they had to sell the boat. But, you know, there was no one on the market to to buy it. And the only reason that this boat avoided the scrapyard in like 2009, 2010 is because Jerry Lenfest, the guy who is dead now, but he owned the Enquirer, he made a six million dollar donation to save the, the boat and also to pay for 20 months of rent. And the idea was that, hey, 20 months should be enough time to have a new redevelopment plan and save it from the scrapyard. But again, it's this pattern of like people have ideas, people have plans, but like the money just never comes through. And, Mm. you know, it it would be interesting if somehow this time it's different. But $400 million is a lot of money. And, you know, maybe it's a matter of several groups coming in together or, you know, advocating for the ship and then finding private funding. But who knows? Amina Kandi, breaking news and general assignment reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Of course. Thank you for having me. Choo-choo. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Read more of Amina's reporting on the SS United States by clicking the link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about the SS United States Ocean Liner, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Sorry, I also shouldn't have choo-chooed. I got excited. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Damn it. That, that like, who's got that? <laughs>